this is Lisa Hazard and Misty Lure with the podcast, We Are All Psychic. And today, guess who's back? We are starting a series with Miss Jennifer Love, and she is back to talk more about love today. Jennifer, do you still think we're all psychic? Yes, I absolutely do. Of course we are. Of course we are. I so love Jennifer, that answer. Yes, Jennifer's, I do. Uh, she's here to talk to us for the first time on her uh, love series and, you know, the spiritual aspects. Um about self-love of course that's what she talked about in her podcast their first podcast talking about love a few weeks ago or a month ago it was a month ago we're doing it on the 30th again we we're thinking the 30th might be the day we'll do it so um she wants you know we talked about it we're gonna talk about loving yourself love i love myself that's so hard to say i can't do it i can't do it i can't mean it it's hard but i, I mean i do appreciate myself right yeah I, it's hard to mm -hmm. say i love myself because it feels weird like you were saying before the podcast of course yeah. And, and it's not a destination. It's not, okay, now I love myself. I'm done. Yeah. It, it's yeah. always a journey. Yeah. It's yeah. always a journey. So you should never feel like, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm not good at this and I can't do it because it's always a daily practice. Well, it's like That's liking good. yourself too. We just talked about that uh, a minute ago. You know, you have to like yourself before you love yourself too. Yeah. You know, it goes hand in hand and a lot of people don't like themselves. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know, um it it makes me think of like appreciating time with yourself too alone or appreciating oh, yes. yourself and other people's yeah. company and enjoying yourself yeah. and other people's company. If if we like ourselves, like you said, Misty, if we like ourselves, we can usually interact with people with less self-consciousness and, and actually enjoy ourselves if some of us are less or more self-conscious. I used to be very self-conscious. Right. And, yeah. um, it wasn't so much, uh, I'm thinking they're judging me. It was like, I can't see how they would like me. You yeah. Know? So there's, yeah. there's two extremes, right? There's people who have extreme social anxiety who really like to be alone because they just can't um, imagine that anybody likes me and I don't want to interact with anybody and they just want to be alone That's all the sad. time. And yeah. then there's, there's people who, um, don't want to be alone at all because they can't stand to not be around other people because they don't like themselves that much that they want to be around someone else all the time because it, they kind of don't feel like they have an identity or they don't like themselves, their own self identity. So they only feel like they're someone when they're in the presence of someone else. So it, it's kind yeah. of like these two extremes. You don't want to be on either end. You want to feel comfortable being alone and like your own company, but you also don't want to get too comfortable being alone by yourself all the time where you don't want to interact with anybody ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in that space right now during the yeah. holidays because it's been a rough time, but it's also right. there's no one to see. So it's like, sure, it, sure. That no, closed up, but overall we, it's okay. You know, yeah. I'll get out of it. And we want to we want to feel comfortable being alone. You know, you're you're your own best friend. You're always going to be with you, and so you have to be comfortable being by yourself and be happy by yourself and be able to entertain entertain yourself and be alone. Yeah, that, that's great. You know, I I yes. love that Lisa that you're happy alone and you should be able to be happy alone yes. by yourself. I told um, her I was jealous. I'm afraid I'm going to slip into that. I just want to stay here phase though. I don't want to yeah. be that way. I love people. I love talking yeah. to people. Yeah. Well, it's great that you and Misty do this podcast because you get to interact Makes with me. each other. <laughs> yes, and and absolutely. Other people and you. too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, so it's fun. Great. Yeah. And your guests, right? Yeah. 
Oh yeah, that's, what I'm that's the best part. We're, we're uh, not so Misty. Excited. Misty's just you know she's just Misty. She's <laughs> just Misty. I'm just here, you she's know, and I'm just all the time. <laughs> you know, I have to catch her. She's hard to catch. But when you catch her, yeah, put right. her down. She's there. Lie, <laughs> lie, tell that lie. Oh yeah, I tell a lie. I always lie. I'm all about lie. So, um, what would you be like? Where did you start realizing this was a big step for you toward finding? a romantic love how old were you like what, what was the realization for you like yeah I mean I, I mean I feel like I started my spiritual journey when I got divorced I think I talked about that a little bit yeah last time and um and, and it was really paired a lot with um weight loss and body image because you know I the reason I kind of got divorced or I wanted to get divorced I feel was because I started losing weight and I could no longer use food as a coping mechanism to um, battle stress. Yeah, yeah. I, I used food uh. as a way to um, cope with my own emotions. I was emotionally eating. So it was kind of, it was my addiction. It was my way of soothing my own emotions to not feel. Wow. And so the moment I could not use that anymore as a soothing balm for my soul, that was taken away as a, you know, oh, I was weight, yeah. doing weight loss. Um, my emotions all rose to the surface and that was really difficult for my marriage. It, my marriage failed because <laughs> I was just, all the emotions were there right at the surface and I just couldn't, my marriage couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. So that was kind of like the relationship kind of um, catalyst to, you know, get divorced. Um, so feeling my emotions for the first time, um, in my life pretty much was really difficult, you know? Um, and, and I, I was in therapy, you know, I, I was trying to work out my stuff with my therapist and whatever, but what really helped me was my dance class, which was, you know, it's not a traditional dance class. It's a pole dancing class. Yes. And, oh, I that. Yeah. Is that empowering? Yeah. You get so strong. I would love to take your pole dancing class if you still yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and um it's funny because uh Sheila Kelly's S Factor doesn't she doesn't call it a pole dancing class. She calls it a feminine movement practice. Okay. And I love it. For this reason, because it's not about erotic dancing. It's not, not about for the, the man. Pole. It's no, for anyone to watch. It's about <laughs> it's about the woman and her exploration of her own emotions and her sexuality for herself. So, and that's what we do there. That's what we do at the studio oh, is we explore we our own oh, emotions. That's oh, amazing. I want that in my life. <laughs> I want yeah. that in my life too. That's a great yeah. idea. Yes. So, you know, I've been doing this feminine movement practice for seven years now. And um, I I loved it so much that I went through teacher training and became a teacher. So I teach it now, and that's so it's great. very much a part oh, of my. Boy, fun. Yeah, it's very much a part of my journey, and it's very much a part of my uh, teaching and coaching. And you know, I I can't separate that whole um, emotional piece from the self love because to me it's so much a part of my own transformation. And I don't think you can love yourself without experiencing all of your emotions. I agree. I agree too. I, I have a question and this yeah. just popped in my head. Okay, so you're com compare your first relationship to where you are right now, okay? 
Do you think you really knew what love was when you had your first relationship? Or do you think you really know it at this point right now in life? Do you mean first relationship like when I was in high school or my marriage? Marriage. Oh, uh, no, because obviously no. Uh, because I feel like I was in a very immature space of being, um, I was a very controlling person with my ex-husband. Um, I was trying to, um, I, I used him like a project. I felt like, oh, I could change him. I, I think I could work with this. Yeah, we all do that. Yeah, I felt like he was some kind of clay that I could mold and shape to my vision of what I think a man should be. Um, and that's not fair. That's not no. how you, that's not you, how you go into a relationship. Yeah. No, and that's not fair to him. It wasn't fair to me. And um, it's very unrealistic. But, you know, I was 25. I, didn't, you know, right. I mean, I give myself yeah. the grace to know that. That's how you found out. I give myself the grace to know that that was immature. But um, that's actually what I thought at the time was that, you know, I like these things about him, but I don't like these things about him. And I'm going to change those things. But yeah. you should never go into a relationship thinking you're going to change things about someone. No, that's definitely a no-no. A so lot of you people feel do. like now, like if you are, I don't know if you're in a relationship now or not, but if you yeah. were in a relationship now, do you think it's going to be stronger now that you've gone through all this and you really realize what love is and what's it all about? Yeah, I, I am in a relationship now and I'm very happy. And I think I know exactly what, I want and what he gives me and um it, it's real like it, it's it's we're very you're much feeling like feeling it right you're feeling it all yeah through everything yeah, yeah. Ah, wow yeah we meet, we meet each other where we are and we accept all the parts of each other even the not so great parts um and when I make a mistake I own up to it and he forgives me. And, you know, I just think that's so beautiful to be able to be a hundred percent of who you are all the time. Yes. Yeah. Real. That's Real. What it's all about right there. Yeah. 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 I, I don't have to hide parts of myself from him yes. um, and not be my authentic self. That, that's what I like the most is that I can be a hundred percent of my authentic self and mm -hmm. he accepts me for who I am. That's, That's cool. what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. And I can understand that completely. And I, I'm sure that Lisa can too. And I keep telling Lisa, you know what, you're going to find that perfect guy for you, you know, for, for yeah. both of you. I'm open minded. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not limiting myself to men. <laughs> no, it, it, yeah. it takes time. It takes time. <laughs> but she will find that one person and she will pick out the things that she likes and dislikes about people and she will find that person. Because I think that's really what, you know, Dave well, I'm, is you all know, about. I'm, first, I'm yeah. still in the first steps. And what Jennifer said in the beginning are. was about self-love is it's a daily process. And, you yeah. know, at, like with the relationship, we talked about this, I think, too. You grow apart. You grow together. And with yourself, loving yourself, you change. So you have to love you as yourself as you change. And, like, I think, yes. you know, I love that I changed this. And maybe I'll think, well, I changed this. How do I feel about it? You know, I changed this other part. Like, when I was, like, like now that I'm 46. I'm looking back at younger me who made a lot in, in the way, because that's before when I had other relationships. That's really mm -hmm. well I have to reflect back on because I was always right. in serious relationships, went from marriage to marriage, right? Boom, boom. Right. You know, me too, me too. And got married at 26. So, and I never messed around. I'm monogamous. So, yeah. um, like, 
I was looking back at my high priestess self, you know, and what she wanted and what she's all about. My cards kept telling me, look at her, what she want, what was she about? And um, it was, you know, accepting my changes. You know how fast we change at 18 to 25. Ah. Changing so much and then every day. Yeah. Oh yeah. But especially then it's like fast forward changing. And I I remember, yeah. I remember saying like between the ages of 20 and 25 and then 25 to 30, there's a big difference in the social groups at that age. We can't really connect with each other. We were saying to each other, like when we got into that over 35 group, our our friends would be like, yeah, we can't relate to those, you know, 20 to 25 year olds. (laughs) We don't want to either. We don't want to. Oh no, I I actually married one. (laughs) That one was okay at the time. It wasn't a mistake at the time. It was a growing apart thing, you know, at the time it worked out. Um, but, you know, looking back, that probably wasn't brilliant. Um, I, I just That's spent why a lot of time. I spent three years before I married him, you know? Yeah. So That's why it's so, it's so impressive with those couples that you see that have been married for 30, <gasps> 40, and 50 years. I know. They, they, they've somehow managed to grow as people, but also grow within their relationship. And so how these yeah, people manage to do that how these people manage to not only grow as individuals, but also grow within their relationship. And, you know, they've, they've interviewed people, right? Like they go, how have you managed to do this? Mm. This is a miracle, right? Because most people grow apart, right? They don't grow together. And, you know, the keys to those kinds of long, long, long long-term relationships are, you know, major communication. Yes. And, you know, um, another thing, my, my brother and his wife have that kind of relationship. They got married yeah. at 21 and 22. They're yeah. still married at 50. And, you know, uh, my parents in their 70s, they're married. They got married 21, still married. And it's communication. And another thing, respecting each other's boundaries. I was just going to say respect and desire. And desire. Yeah. Big. Big. Desire. Yeah. Respecting boundaries yeah. is a huge boundaries. thing. Boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, understanding that this person is their individual self. I am not an extension of them and they are not an extension of me we are partners you know that's a big thing yeah. to, to to really have and should treasure it uh if you have it <laughs> if you have no codependency in your relationship uh that's yeah. amazing yeah <laughs> you know i finally got there too i think i'm there now and yeah. and i love it and my husband knows that i need my space yeah I mean, he does couples that has to be with each other 24 seven. I everybody needs their own space. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Like, and I go off and I go on vacation with my girlfriends and, you know, I do other things and he's okay with that. And that makes it work because if he didn't let me do those things, then I wouldn't be happy. You know, there wouldn't be a good marriage. Esther Perel wrote this wonderful book called mating in captivity. And she says the key to desire is to have that space from your partner mm-hmm. when you're in a marriage if you're not a unique you know interesting individual if you know absolutely everything there is to know about your spouse that's boring there's no desire yes. there right that's why right. people have affairs is because they're looking yes, for that curiosity that like interest like you know so when you go off misty and have your own adventure by yourself then you come back to your marriage and you're a more interesting exciting person again you know that's what keeps your marriage interesting and vital and healthy yeah that is so important to do to like be an individual you always have to keep your life interesting 
You can't just be a couple that's not healthy. Right. And I yes. mean, we've been married for um, 16 years. We've been together um, 17, 18, which sounds, yeah. it sounds crazy saying it, <laughs> but, but I, I think that we both respect each other and, and our boundaries. And, and really that's what makes it work. And also I was going to say, don't you think that, you know, a lot of people these days, like split up because they just give up. They don't want to try to work on their relationship, you know, yeah. as well. Um, and and we've tried to work on things, you know, when we have problems, we try to talk it out with communication and mm-hmm. um, it, it really is key. Yeah, we have a disposable culture that's very, um, you know, in, in, I don't know if you've been married too long, Misty, to deal with dating apps, but, um, no, you know. Never had to do that. Yeah. So, you know, but it's a very disposable culture with the swiping, you know, um, Tinder is set up and all, a lot of the dating apps are the same where you just kind of mindlessly swipe left. You don't like this picture. I don't like this picture. I don't like this. And oh my it's just gosh, like this weird. endless, endless supply of people. It's kind of a mindset. That there's an endless supply of people available to you. And so if you go on this date, you don't like someone. Oh, well, there's like, 20, 30 people, Weird. you know, available to me. Yeah. yeah. So you don't give people a chance. Um, if someone says something you don't like, oh, well, there's five other people in my queue that I can go out with this week. It doesn't matter. Right. And that's you know, not going to get you anywhere. No, yeah. it's not. So there's no investment. There's no like getting to know people. Um, it's just, there's this very disposable kind of treating people like Kleenex. Yeah, like love like that love or feelings someone's feelings if there are yeah. some people that they're on those dating apps they're not just there to see if there's something they yeah. really want to yeah. meet right. someone they want to meet right. someone they have a spark right. with and and chemistry right. you know and love they're looking so for there's love. all yeah. these there's all these you know there's ghosting and so we can get all into that oh yeah we'll time. save that oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we have, a, yeah. We have yeah. lots of time yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, um, definitely veering right off into that's really into, interesting though because yeah. i haven't i don't have any experience with that either but um since uh i've become separated i have had a lot of social media people writing me strangely and asking oh. i mean i don't know how i don't know it's just weird you know at, like very blunt you know mm. to the point about like hey are you married right away i don't know them <laughs> and i'm like ah yeah, <laughs> why are you asking me that hiding. you know and they're I'd like to take you that. out and I'm like I don't yeah. know you yeah. and I don't want to date and he's like you're he they there's multiple people and they don't go they don't say no for an answer they try to make it like I'm being mean by just not answering you yeah, know right. because they're not taking no for like this is weird you don't know me I don't say that but I'm like I don't want to date and they don't leave it they don't let it go no yeah <laughs> But they try to make me sweet to me afterwards. And I don't understand this culture at all. What's going no, on? Explain I it. <laughs> we'll I do that either. for a podcast too. We'll talk but about social media. We'll have to talk about social media at some point. Yeah, yeah I, do, I get hit on a lot on my Instagram. It's, and it's interesting. It's I, interesting. I, I get, I, I've learned a lot about that from my female clients too. Um, that's actually a way that uh, men uh, pick up women now is through social media. And that's oh. scary. We had to like go out 
I mean, that's not scary to me. I don't think it's bad, but to just say, hey, can we date? I don't know you. You didn't ask me like, hey, can we talk? I think you're interesting because it's like when you pitch a publisher, you know, the publisher's books, you know what they like and you know something about them. You don't just go and pitch a publisher like a million publishers or agents. You have to know something about them and why they would like you. The difference is, Lisa, they feel like they know you because they've been watching you for months one-sided you don't know them but they feel like they know you from this whatever image you've cultivated on your page um it's business though you you, it's a business page i'm assuming yeah Uh, yeah i put the personal stuff on it but it's a business page mainly right right so you've been you know cultivating your business so they feel like they know you somehow and that's that's who they want to date um but that's not the intention. And so that same with me, it's my business I'm cultivating on my Instagram. Um, they want to date Jennifer Love, but that's not. Well, you know, it's just like, but (laughs) why don't they try to like, like at least something other than just straight to the point when I don't even know them, you know, I mean, like Uh, I've watched you or I'm interested in your readings or I think that this, it's just like, Hey, are you single? You know, it's well, like not. I'm so and so. I'd like to get to know That's you better. Just how it but is. They're it's hiding it's behind the computer. That's why I don't know. I, well, you know I, used to, I used to play a lot of online video games, and there was a lot of dating. Then people would fall in love and stuff like that. It was all through writing, at, you know, and that was. I mean, it makes that. sense to me to fall in love romantically online because you get to know someone without immediately in their face mm-hmm. and the sexual mm-hmm. tension and the physical weird you know, and, and uh, the discomfort with your appearance, if there is any, you know, or anything like that, it's just like, this is me. And I'm talking, you know, to you as a person, I have no idea, but I'm getting to know you over a common interest, usually (laughs) not just, you know, I don't know, there was no common interest. It's just like, hey, (laughs) (laughs) that's totally off topic, but it's very interesting. (laughs) No, no, it's some men have no game. It doesn't matter where you meet them game yeah. <laughs> that's what, maybe that's what i'm missing yeah like it's, uh, my game is like ni- 1997 uh style <laughs> i don't know <laughs> grow some hair a lot hair, play guitar but, but but don't be homeless don't be homeless <laughs> please <laughs> yeah I crack, I crack up i crack up by the sugar daddies that are like i want to be your sugar daddy oh like, wow yeah and i'm like too. are you kidding me like i you. Have, you, have you read my page at all is that do you think that's something that i would be interested in like mm. you, you obviously don't love. know me yeah. oh wow wow that's hmm. so strange i just don't know why people like think that is something that maybe they do it for fun who knows maybe it's just fun know. i have to find out we'll dig into that i'll, I'll make a poll on this because you know all those guys are listening to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> right now. Oh, they listen this far in. I'd be like, I might talk to them. <laughs> She's had a glass of wine or so. <laughs> yeah. What time of morning or night it is. What's going on? I don't know. But, um, you know, it feels good to talk with you guys about this kind of stuff so openly. You know, when I was younger, I didn't have the kind of self-appreciation and comfort with with my opinions, with my attitude, with, I guess, the mm-hmm. self-love. Mm-hmm. To feel like my opinions and what I have had happen to me would be interesting to anybody. 
a lot so of for, for yeah. me a process of it was just like looking at why I felt that way and seeing other people didn't seem to feel that way all like as severely as I did you know or as crippling in a crippling way to me it was seen crippling because I wanted something else than what I had you know I wanted mm to be confident I wanted to have the kind of like speaking of love in my life for myself around me with friends and with family and with a lover you know I wanted all that and I couldn't find it but I knew that's where I had to start and it took it's still working like you said but it took of a course. long time till I was like really comfortable yeah and eliminated problems like for years and years and years out of my head out of my heart you know and filled it back up with what I could of appreciation and gratitude you know Mm -hmm. it's a long process yeah it is. you know but you're doing so well at it yeah you I think um, so Louise Hay is obviously the the pioneer or the the best you know author to read about self-love and she has this um exercise in um practice of mirror work so you know the best way to go about really getting I guess naked with you know, your self-love is to stand in front of a mirror, sit in front of a mirror and look at yourself and say, I love you. I really love you. Yeah. And it's a very difficult practice to do. It sounds extremely simple. Sounds but hard. It's very, very hard. It's very difficult. Um, I remember the first time like I tried doing it and I was just so uncomfortable. I just couldn't even sit there. Cause I just like sat cross-legged in front of the mirror and I was just trying to like do it. And I was just like, so I was just like looking all around, like I just could not look into my own eyes. So I was just like looking all around the room <laughs> and then I was trying to like, yeah. look into my own eyes and say it. And then of course it just felt false. Yeah. Right? It just didn't feel true. I don't That's like you. at the beginning of the podcast when I was saying, I love yeah. myself. It doesn't feel right. Right. It doesn't. Right. Yeah. And then, you know, and then when I really started to just say it to myself over and over, I started crying. Oh, because it felt, you know, like it just feels like it's not true. So then it feels like you're lying to yourself and then it just feels painful. Yeah. So, you know, it's a really long process of like doing these. So you just have to keep doing it. You know, it just seems it seems ridiculous and you don't want to you don't want to do it, you know, because it's a really hard thing to do. But honestly, it really does work. So I encourage people who are listening to this who don't feel like you love yourself or you, you really want to try to love yourself, try to do some mirror work. Even if it's just like you're walking by a mirror, look at yourself really quickly and say, I love you, Jennifer, your name. Um, and if you don't feel it and that's too difficult, you can say, I'm really trying to love you. Oh, that's even, that's really good. I love yeah, that a lot. that is very good. And it um, doesn't seem off to me at all. Jennifer. Yeah, that seems yeah. really oh. amazing. That seems like one yeah. of the best exercises. I think that's really great. You it know, is. Jennifer, um, I think that's a great note to end on right there because I think that's that's just the most perfect way to put perfect. it. You know, perfect. Yeah. That's, perfect, a, that's, yeah. that's the homework, Misty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, so, a tough, it's a tough assignment, yeah. but um, it's, it's a really life-changing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jennifer. And thank I'm so you. glad I'm we're so going to be doing excited. this more often. Yes. And um, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app where you can get your advice from psychics and empaths. So you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. Everclear.com. Jennifer and I are both on there and she has her own stuff. I will paste it in the description of the podcast. And uh, do you, you're on, uh, what's, what's the name, web, uh, the main website that people look you up on? Jenniferlove.me. 
that me. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. All right. And uh, thank you, Misty. Thank you, listeners, thank for you, listening. Lisa? And of course, thank you, Jennifer. Love. Thank you, Jennifer. We'll be back next time. Until next time, peace out. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.